This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. It's Friday. I don't know why if I'm just exhausted from traveling like nonstop this summer. I am. I've been so tired lately. So I, I can we just take a, a deep breath together and whoever's listening, please join yes. us in this deep breath. I love your mindful breaths. I'm A, I'm so glad you're back because it has been it's been tough doing this without you. <laughs> I've missed you. You've been absolutely crushing it. I have so looked forward to the episodes coming out the last two weeks with Danny Levesque and with Sonia. If you haven't caught up on those episodes, please catch up. It was so fun listening to to you guys. It may, it reminded me of the old days before I was a co-host. And <laughs> I used to just like be a fan and be a avid listener. So it was like fun the last few weeks, but I definitely missed you. I missed co-hosting with you. So this episode is going to be a heavy hitter for a lot of reasons. So Everyone, Danny, can we please take a deep breath? (laughs) Might need to. Okay, relax the shoulders. Feel feel where you're sitting in your chair. Maybe you're sitting in the car. Maybe you're walking. Just starting to feel stable with where you're at in your body. Relaxing. Releasing any tension in your neck, shoulders, jaw. Let's take a deep breath in through the nose. And exhale. (sighs) Oh, wow. Wow, that that felt really... (laughs) I hope everyone did that with us. I hope so, too, because... (laughs) That was lovely. I also think you need to have, like, your own, like, breathwork meditation on open or something. That would be really lovely. I think people get enough of my voice here. (laughs) No, I was immediately in this nice little, like, Huh. It was either that or the propanolol kicking in finally. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna go with the we're gonna go with the beta blocker there. <laughs> I freaking love it. Oh my god, that's awesome. Oh that's anxiety. Great. Oh, that's great. Hey, it's real. It's real. It's real. Anxiety is so real. Okay. But Jack's right, we do have a special and heavier episode today. So just want to put this one out there. If you are in the process of freezing your eggs, uh, infertility treatments, um, going through like a fertility journey yourself, just listen with a tender heart. Jack and I will talk about 
the injections and how many eggs and just like giving like our honest experience of the process. So if that feels like too heavy for you, no shame in that game. Like feel free to turn us off. Listen when you're ready. But by that same token, if you feel like someone that you love could use, listen to this episode. We are here for that as well. How do we even like get started on this? Because we need to catch everybody up. I can't believe that we both froze our eggs. Our eggs are literally, I just thought about this today. They are on ice. They are just chilling on ice. Our hot eggs are on ice. Does that mean they're steaming? Are they sizzling? Our hot girl summer was on ice. (laughs) Oh, baby. Baby, baby, baby. We got a lot to talk about with these eggs. Yes. But Jack and I were lucky enough, privileged to work with Cofertility and meet people on their team. Um, Cofertility, if you've been following along with Jack and I on this journey, is an amazing organization that we found that has like a great grasp on the ethics surrounding egg freezing and egg donation and really just wants to help make it more accessible for people and to help focus on helping families have babies that want to have babies. So they have an amazing keep program and share program. Um, Their share program, I think, is what really drew Jack and I to them in that while neither of us were age really eligible to be (laughs) egg donors, their SHARE program focuses on matching donors with intended parents, um, specifically parents who, well, not specifically, but um, heavily leaning towards uh, same-sex families that otherwise wouldn't be able to conceive a child of their own. And if, if you're doing the donor program, half of the eggs that are retrieved from you, you get to keep and the other half goes to um, intended parents. And the matching process is very beautiful. They want, you know, everyone to, you know, feel very comfortable with each other. And it's just, it's it's a really special program. So if you haven't heard of them, please go back and listen to our episodes, especially our, our episode with uh, Co-Fertility's founder, uh, Lauren Mackler. She is a godsend. She is just the coolest and has a really beautiful story to share as well. They also have different options available to make egg freezing more affordable for people who uh, the donor route doesn't really speak to or they're just not a candidate for. So that's a long-winded way of (laughs) saying we love co-fertility and everything that they're working on. It's so great too that we have this, this resource for people to go back and listen to those episodes in season six to really dive into the egg process, or egg freezing process, whether you're going to do it with co-fertility, whether you're doing it um, through a separate company, if you're just thinking about dabbling into the idea of it, those episodes just live for you there on Spotify or on Apple, wherever you get your podcast. So it's just really great that if you're not ready to dive in yet, that they are there for you. So many, so many good episodes and great resources for you there. All right, Jack, do you want to kind of kick us off on your journey and how, I mean, we were delayed, you know, we we had some hiccups along the road, um, some health issues that we had to attend to, but yeah, do you want to kind of kick us off and kind of share what the process was like for you? You know, we we started with meds, we had to do ultrasounds, all the things, so. 
Ugh, yes. So let's get started with kind of where we left off, which yes, like you said, we both got delayed multiple times. We tried so hard to sync up to do this together, but turns out we were just a few weeks apart of 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 being able to do it together. And if you've been listening to us from the beginning, we were like magically synced period sisters forever. And that this one thing that we wanted to be able to do together, we couldn't do. Exactly. There was like, I I think it was my estrogen level. There was one tiny little thing that... Oh, yeah. You had already ovulated or something, maybe? Yeah. There was something going on with like my estrogen levels that Dr. Ultra wanted to wait until my estrogen got to like a certain level. And we thought we were going to be able to do it at the same time. But then my labs came back and they weren't ideal. So we, I had to wait another two weeks. So Danny started before I did, which was extremely lucky for me because I kind of got to ask you all the questions along the way of uh, what to expect and kind of got to see you do it. And, and there was definitely, I think, a confidence there of like when you, just successfully went through it. You kind of gave me an idea of what to expect. I felt a lot more confident. Like, okay, if Danny did it, like, I know I can do it. Like Danny did it. I can do it. That was kind of like always in the back of my head. So overall, the the beginning process of getting the ultrasounds and doing the meds. I guess it was kind of what I expected. I will say I've never had a transvaginal ultrasound before. So going in and, and seeing your uterus and looking at your ovaries, I had so much anxiety, like, again, that they're going to find something wrong. Like, always just in the back of my mind thinking, well, something's going to be wrong. What are they going to find today? Always this just like general anxiety. Um, after the second or third ultrasound, I... I definitely got a little bit more comfortable with it. Um, but this is kind of when you're starting to do the meds and doing the injections. So I remember the first few days that I did the injections. So these are sub-Q injections. I remember thinking, first of all, thank God I'm a nurse because like, how else would I know how to fucking do a sub-Q injection on myself? Right. Like, I, I don't know how people that are not in healthcare, I, I give them so much credit. Because even as a nurse, as a nursing professor, I literally, this is what I teach other, I teach students how to give sub-Q injections. I like got nervous. I was like, am I doing this right? Like, did I get this into my like fatty tissue? Like what, what if I fuck this up? Like I could not believe like how like doubtful I was with my own ability to give myself these injections, whatever. So the first few injections, I was surprised at how easy they were. I was like, this is a breeze. I got right. this. This is mm-hmm. nothing. This is totally fine. What is As everybody complaining about? On, yes. I was like, this is not a big deal. As the time went on, I would say like, Pat, I would say once I got to day seven, things kind of took, I would say a little bit of a turn, Um, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit earlier, like maybe day five, like six, five. seven, like yeah. Was it five for you? Okay. I think yeah, it was like about five, five. six, and seven is kind of when things started to take a turn for the like, okay, this is starting to get annoying. Mm-hmm. One, because physically it's just, it's, it started to hurt. Like the, the injections, like you start to run out of sight on your lower belly. Mm-hmm. I bruise super easily too. So like I could see all of the bruising. By day seven, I ran out of area. So I'm like, I'm starting to feel kind of 
raw in the injection sites and it's just stings. And you're just like, so I think there's that physical aspect of once you start to notice the physical aspect of it physically hurting, then I kind of, I don't know if I was just more hyper aware of my emotions with the hormones, but that's also when that started to take a turn of like, oh, I feel fine. My skin is glowing. I feel totally normal to, I am having mood swings. Like fucking I've never had them before like I'm pissed I'm crying I'm happy I feel like I can do anything in the world to 10 minutes later I just want to sleep and I don't want anyone to talk to me and I want to be left alone so I would say like after day seven I think that's like there are how many days total like of the injections 10 days of injections I think I did 10 yeah so from day yeah maybe it was like six seven eight nine ten it was pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was still like, you know, it was fine. Got through it. But yeah, I think the emotional aspect was harder than I expected those last few days. Yeah. And then physically. And then I do remember specifically the trigger shot in your ass, which was mm-hmm. an IM injection. That one fucking hurt. And I knew that yeah. was going to hurt because. I actually had to have an IM injection recently of um, penicillin because I had reoccurring strep throat and they were like, all right, bitch, you've had recurring strep throat. We just got to give you this shot in your ass of penicillin. And I was like, motherfucker. And I remember thinking like, (laughs) whoa, that really hurt. Again, I was nervous. I was like, do I even know how to do an IM injection right now? I was like staring at the mirror, like trying to think of like the best angle to like give myself an injection in my freaking ass. That one hurt. So once the trigger shot was done, I was so ready to just get on a plane and get to New York. The last thing I will say that was very, like, more than I expected was the bloating. Yeah, I was like, I was, I looked preggy. I looked a little preggy. I had a nice little little lower like lower belly pooch i don't know if i just expected i don't know what i was expecting but i think i was more expecting the bloating to feel like i ate chipotle the night before and like i just don't feel comfortable this kind of bloating like physically yeah physically like i it my my belly was just like it was protruding out in a way i've never seen before and the best way that i could describe it is like you know, when you feel constipated and it just like hurts, it kind of feels mm-hmm. like that, but you can literally feel it in your ovaries. So it's like more in the front and it like made it painful to walk. Like every yes. step. Could you feel forward, like funking almost? Yes. I wish you guys could see what we're like doing with our hands, but literally I'm like, like taking a step and it's like thunk, thunk, yes. thunk. I'm, like, or when you get Ow. up, when you get up, it's like they like drop like gravity, like. <laughs> thunks them down it's it's not like a sharp pain it's like an aching just like how like I don't want to walk like I feel heavy I feel tired yeah so that was that was a lot more than I expected like I was like whoa holy bloated in my ovaries right now so but your ovaries get really big they're like I know fist size and it was really cool on the other end, like some of the cool things on the, the positive side, 
doing all of this with the ultrasounds every few days was was very cool. Like being able to actually see your follicles and have the, I don't know about you, but my OB was able to count the follicles and she was like, okay, I see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on this side. I see seven on this side looking great. And then the next time I'd go and they'd be so much bigger. I'd be like, holy shit, how is this inside of my body? Yes. Yeah. That was so wild. So I'm going to stop myself there because I want to hear about your process up until this point. So let's like, let's recap your process up until retrieval. I had like a few little hiccups with my meds and everything like that too. I completely second everything that you said. It was like, initially the shots were like, okay, no big deal. Cause it was just one, right? It was just the Follistim. It was that pen. It was that skinny little needle. It was like, oh, got this, nothing, you know? But like, I did have that, like, you know, I feel like when I was giving myself my first shot, I was like, whoa, like this is real. Like I'm actually doing this. I'm actually taking this step for my future fertility. Like not totally knowing like what that's going to look like, if that's going to happen. But like, I felt like that weight of like, this is for my future. But it was, it was around like day five or like six, I think when it was starting to get like, okay, this just feels kind of annoying. And then you're like, okay, I have so many more days of this. Then I have to start like doing two shots a day and you're like running out of space. Like it's starting to sting more. And, and like at first, so this was the cool part for me. I did all my transvaginal ultrasounds at home. So so cool. It was Awesome. I don't know how you did that on your own. Like, I have no idea how you did that. I w- uh, did I send you a picture of, like, the handset? Yeah. Okay. So crazy. So the handset is attached to, like, an app on my phone. So, like, I'm calling Dr. Ultra through this app. And it's not, like, a FaceTime thing or anything like that. But it is, like, essentially done on, like, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. But I did my own, which was kind of awkward to figure out like the angles so that I could, <laughs> y'all, I had to do everything. I have one hand on the transvaginal ultrasound probe, like moving it wherever I'm supposed to like left and right and up and down and turning it and all these things. All the while, once I find my like right ovary, I have to stay in that position, hold my arm, hold my left arm on this freaking the ultrasound thing. And then I have to like, I'm the one tapping on my phone and measuring the follicles, which was so no way cool. Like, and Dr. Alt just telling me exactly what to do. He's like, okay, go on this upper left-hand corner, click on this and this, and okay, we're on a right ovary. And we're going to tap on the middle of this guy, tap on the middle of this guy, tap on the middle, you know, and then we'd go to the other side and then I would do the other side. So I like got to see firsthand, um, like my follicles growing, my ovary size growing. And it was like, it was very cool. It was a very cool experience. But we did hit a point where poor Dr. Ultra, he had so many like hard <laughs> conversations with me. I know. <laughs> Bless him. I We love Dr. Ultra so very much of Sama Fertility. I have a funny story to tell you too. He was like so excited the episode came out at the retrieval and he was like, oh my God, that was so cool. Like it was so professional. He was geeking out. It was amazing. So I hit a point where my estrogen levels were not coming up. They were like staying at like three or 400 when they should have been like 
900 or like 1200. And at that point, I really hadn't felt much happening in my body other than like my stomach hurt, like my skin hurt from doing all the shots. And he's like, so let's give it the weekend. I'm going to like increase your like dosage on um, the meds. But like, if we don't like get your blood work, if like your estrogen levels aren't meeting at this, this point, then we're going to have to like call it for this one because your, your body's just not responding at this point. And it doesn't make sense to go forward. If like, we only have two or three follicles that are actually producing eggs, um, and responding to the treatment. So I actually (laughs) physically, (laughs) I was crushed. Like I was like, Oh my God, I've already done all this work. What, like, what am I going to do? And I, I mean, we get woo woo on this podcast. We manifest. And I literally just like any chance I had, I would sit there and especially before I went to bed, I just had my hands on my stomach and I was just like envision my ovaries getting bigger, the follicle size growing. And like, I could almost feel it (laughs) happening in my body as nutty as that sounds. But also I was like up to like probably 250 micro units or whatever it is of (laughs) folistim and another medication at that point. Monday comes, we do another ultrasound and we get like super happy Dr. Ulsha. He's like, amazing. You have more follicles that are growing. Um, I'm feeling much better. We're going to keep going. Um, Go get your lab work and I'll send you like the next directions. So yeah, that was just, uh, that, that was like a really like low point, I think in it for me because I was like oh my god what if what if this doesn't work what if my body doesn't respond but thankfully it did but yeah it was that was, <laughs> that was I remember tough. that yeah I remember I remember when you you called me and you were like really I mean of course I would have been so upset too yeah because then you're like wondering well why didn't my body work like is it going to work even next time like not mm-hmm. even that I don't want to do it next time but even if I have to do it another time like how do I it's I remember that was really stressful so I'm so happy that whatever protocol and whatever manifestation you had going on um yes your body responded yeah Phew. yeah oh my god I was so <laughs> I was so scared y'all <laughs> because it's so expensive right and you're just like how do I get another shot at this? <laughs> because, and it just, it just really made me feel for everybody out there who um, literally has to go through this multiple times, might have to like stop and start their treatments. And, you know, if that's you, like, if you receive it, I am sending you so much love right now because it's not easy. It also gave me such a profound respect for people that struggle in any form of their health that need to access our healthcare system regularly. So Mm -hmm. having to open up my schedule to be able to get an ultrasound two or three times a week, go get labs those two or three times a week. It was only for like over the course of a month that we had to really, um, be flexible and mm-hmm. make these appointments work. It was annoying. And I just remember <laughs> thinking, you know, I can't imagine. I, I just, again, like I said, I have such a profound respect for people that are struggling with different health issues that they have to utilize the health, our healthcare system and 
make appointments and follow up with labs. And it really makes you realize, like it made me at least extremely grateful for my health outside of this. Mm -hmm. I'm freezing that like for now that, that I don't have to deal with this kind of stuff because it was so, it is like, it's such a, it, it is a burden. It's a burden having to, you know, change your work schedule around. Um, I had to, you know, take some time off. Like overall, obviously like we were so fortunate to work with co-fertility and to work with clinics that were able to fit us in and to get mm-hmm. us this all scheduled. And we had so much help and so many resources and people to call and people yes. to help with scheduling and things. So I'm just so grateful that we had that kind of support because I, I can't imagine having to do all of this without that level of support. support. Yeah. Really. From no, Sama and imagine. from co-fertility. Yeah, no, I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. So we finished the injections. We finished yes. our trigger shot. It is now time to go to New York. New York. Yes. I was super excited to go to New York. I was like, just get me the hell out of here. I was like, I need a change of scenery. I don't feel, I feel like shit. Like, just get me out of here. So once I got to New York, I kind of had a, a breath of fresh air. I was so excited to get this over with. And I was just excited to be in New York. I made plans with um, my boyfriend to go out to dinner the night before. And then I made all these plans the day after. I was like, we're going to go out to brunch right after. And we're going to go out to dinner that night. And like, I can't wait to drink wine. Like, I was so freaking excited to have a glass of wine. Overall, again, like we we got into New York the night before, got to Sama Fertility, met Dr. Ulcha early the next morning. He's the sweetest human, isn't he? literally so sweet i was like i feel like i I know i already know you like i know this is the first time we've met in person but like i gave him a big hug i was like thank you for dealing with danielle and i i'm so sorry that we have been (laughs) like the worst patients ever he loves us (laughs) i hope so he faked it at least if he doesn't so no i felt (laughs) the love so much from dr old john once we got to sama that that like next hour was the easiest hour of my entire life. Like it was such a breeze. Literally, like they just put you um into the like pre-procedure, I guess like what you would think of as a pre-op room, change into the gown, um, get every, you know, get the set of vitals. I was like, I remember being like super comfy and feeling super like again supported. And like I kind of felt like the star. Like I felt like a celebrity <laughs> where it was like, this is all about you and your eggs. And I was like, so it was honestly, it was like a fun feeling. So then we get into the procedure room, they start the IV. Um I remember they told me this is going to feel like the the best nap of your life which is exactly what it did. I remember they were asking me about traveling and they were like, where's your favorite place to travel? And I like started going on and on about Italy. And then next thing you know, I was out. And the next thing I remember is I was in the recovery um, right after. FaceTiming me. (laughs) I was so loopy, like right after. I remember being very loopy, like right after. And then I remember like kind of coming to and being like, how did it go? How did I do? Like how many eggs? And Dr. Ultra was like, you need to chill. Like just. (laughs) (laughs) So I finally like came to, I felt rested and Dr. Ultra came in. We talked about the eggs. I'm like trying to remember. 
if there was like anything funny, I just remember like I was acting like an idiot. Like I was still high on <laughs> drugs <laughs> and acting like, like and I remember my boyfriend, Richie, like took like a hilarious video of me that I'm like, I will murder you if you release this to anyone, this video of me <laughs> being just like high off of these meds. But um, no, it was great. I ended up, um, I ended up getting eight eggs originally, eight eggs. And I went in, I remember kind of like, I, I know it's, it's not about the numbers they say like but it is like it is about the numbers I remember going in hoping for 10 like 10 was kind of like my number that I really wanted so after I heard eight I honestly wasn't I wasn't disappointed I was like you know what that's pretty close to 10 like I again had this like fear that I was gonna something was gonna happen and I wasn't gonna get any so the fact that I got eight I was like not not like best case scenario, but like, I'm pretty happy with eight, like sounds good. And so then, um, finished all of, you know, just kind of like packing up, getting out of there. And then after that, like, I felt like a million bucks. I ended up taking a nap at some point later that day, but like, I was fine. I felt just like not feeling that kind of bloat anymore. And that relief Mm -hmm. of, you know, this being over and we got some eggs I was good. Like we went out to brunch right after I got my mimosa. I, <laughs> we went on a nice walk through New York. Like we, I had a great, great, great day that day after, um, definitely slept a lot that night, but like, honestly, it was super easy. Like I remember thinking to myself, I probably could have gotten this procedure done in the morning and like gone to work after like it really, that like really wasn't that bad. Overall, that's what I would say. Like the, Day seven to 10 of the injections were worse than I thought, but the retrieval and everything after a lot easier than I expected, like smooth, smooth, smooth sailing for me. I'm really going to try and not get too emotional. I agree. Like the retrieval and everything was so easy. You know, Michael came with me. He gave me my trigger shot. And we were just having so much fun, you know, like I, everything was so sweet, you know, like met Dr. Ultra. Um, I had actually had either like an allergic reaction or, or the, um, you have to take doxycycline as like a prep, right? For, for, I mean, it's a, it's a surgical procedure. So, but you can get like a little bit of like a skin rash sensitivity and, you know, I'm in aesthetics. I'm using retinols all over my face. So I think I probably got a little too much sun and retinol with the doxy. Um, my neck was like lit up. I thought I was having like, I thought I have a new allergy to doxycycline. So, um, still not sure. We're going to put that under the list of, we're just not going to take that one anymore. Um, but yeah, it, I, I remember being like very struck by, um, but Dr. Ultra being like, no, it's literally going to be like 45 minutes to an hour and like, and you're going to be done and you guys can go about your day. And it's very rare, you know, that I have patients that are, you know, in a lot of pain afterwards. But if you are like, just take some Tylenol, bring like a heating pad, but it shouldn't be, you know, any worse than like some like mild cramps. What's hard for me in talking about this is not, I've been dreading doing this episode for this reason. I woke up and, you know, everything went great. Michael was waiting there with like a matcha latte for me. And Dr. Alcha came in and he was like, it just gave him like the biggest hug and was just so happy and just kept like thanking him for, you know, taking such good care of me. And 
I ended up getting 11 eggs, which is way more than I um, thought they would be able to retrieve. What's hard in talking about this really isn't the procedure itself. It's what came after, and I just need to get it out there so that people stop asking questions and I can just move forward. But the day after Michael and I got home from freezing my eggs, he he broke up with me, and I was very, very blindsided by it. Obviously still very emotional and hurt and confused. Uh, I still don't really have many answers, I guess. It's just hard not to... I don't know. I'm in it. I'm grieving the loss of him. I'm grieving the loss of the future that I really believed in. And I'm grieving the loss of James. And I'm grieving the loss of safety that I felt with him for the first time. He was the first person that ever made me feel safe in a relationship that made me feel like I was enough. And then that was taken away. So it's really hard thinking back on the whole experience because. It was a really beautiful trip. I was so proud of myself. Michael took great care of me. And it was a very, very love-filled weekend. And I ended up being able to freeze eight eggs, which now I am just incredibly, incredibly grateful for as I am now alone. But at least I've got eight little uh, multi eggs on ice. And um, that's, that takes a lot of pressure off because the future is extremely uncertain right now. I know it is taking a lot for you to share, um, to kind of relive these, like these wounds that still feel really fresh. And I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for being vulnerable and, and being able to talk for the first time about what's been going on. Um, because as your best friend, I know it's been weighing on you incredibly, of course. And my heart just is is still just so broken for you. And it's just so, I just, I care so, so much about you. And I know that this process of egg freezing was so difficult, especially, you know, after regardless of what you're going through, the emotions of coming off of these hormones was almost, yeah. at least for me, just as wor- just as bad, if not worse, than going on them the few weeks coming yeah. off of yeah. them. And so I just, it, it has been, um, you've been in it, like you said, you've been in it. And um, I just want to take a moment to, you know, really thank you and just kind of be with, be here with you in this moment because, it's not easy. I know this wasn't easy for you. No. Um, just very grateful for you and all my friends, for that matter, who have not left me alone. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was really difficult to, you know, come down off of this experience that I was so excited for and and then to have to like come down off of the hormones while being in complete shock, like complete physical shock. Yeah, I was just completely blindsided. Um, but that's not what this episode is about. Um, it is about our experience. And I am just so grateful for the care of Dr. Ultra and Summer Fertility. And 
it truly like I I I, I didn't believe Dr. Ultra when he said um, how easy it was going to be. Um, but like even afterwards, like I got a big greasy cheeseburger. I took a nap. And I definitely should not have gotten the greasy cheeseburger after the propan, uh, propofol. <laughs> My stomach was not too happy with me that night, but it really, it felt so much better. It was, it was like, it was like our ovaries had almost like deflated inside us because they were so big with these follicles housing these eggs. And um, actually I have a, I have a video. Um, did Dr. Also take a video? Of you, of him, like pulling up I'm the. Not sh- I'm not sure. I don't have the video. Maybe okay. He, I don't know. I he need may to find have forgot. Out. Yeah. I need to find out. Ask him. I asked him like right before, and I was like, "Oh, I need this for my reel. Can you take a video?" But I will. Um, I'll share a video of what it actually looks like during the process, like what you know, Doctor Ultra sees, or what your reproductive endocrinologist will see, and it's really very cool. Um, and it was so cool watching it back, but it's just like the tiniest needle that via ultrasound, they go in and they just suck out the follicles and they go to the next one. They suck it out. They go to the next one. They suck it out and they deposit your eggs into like a little like Petri dish. And (laughs) you can see them like moving around. (laughs) It's like really wild. Um, So that was just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just think back on like the like the really cool parts and moments of it. And, um, but I'm curious if like afterwards for you, um, it, it felt almost like heavier little rocks in, in the bottom of my stomach. Like I could feel them. It felt more like almost like bouncy water balloons. I feel like before we had the retrieval, but like afterwards, then it just felt like rocks. Like anytime you step, like you could, you could, you can feel them like shift. And I don't, I wasn't prepared for that. You know, I don't know. I think right after, I don't even, I think I just felt so much just lighter. Like it literally, this physical <laughs> weight has <laughs> literally just been taken off of you. Like I remember thinking um, I was going to have to Uber home, like Uber back mm-hmm. to the hotel. I was like fully, we're Ubering back to the hotel. But I felt so great. I was like, let's take the subway. Like I'm fine. Like I'm ready to walk. <laughs> you were like, so, so funny I, like, on FaceTime. You're like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> We did it. <laughs> it was. And they gave me my wine and my burger. Yeah, that it. was you. That was you. <laughs> but I do want to say, like, I, you know, I, I know that this isn't like the, like we said, this is about our process, but I do want to talk about like how after, um, in the weeks after, and I, my body, I've always known is like, it's been, is always really sensitive to hormones, medications, whatever it is, my body is always really sensitive to things. And I would say it probably took me like a solid three weeks to start to feel a little normal, to start to feel normal again, just hormonally and emotionally. It took a lot. And I remember, you know, obviously, you and I, you know, at this point, we're kind of on the phone every day, kind of just talking and like catching up how we're doing. And I just remember having so much empathy for you because the emotional roller coaster of coming off the hormones was so real and adding in a massive life change. Um, I can't even, like, I can't, yeah, I can't imagine how you 
like I know you're still going through it and I know that it was but I just like those few weeks like those were I honestly yeah I don't remember much (laughs) and I don't know if that's the shock um I know it was probably I know I was probably feeling it all um but I I can't I wish I could actually articulate how that all felt or if I could like separate what felt like the emotion or like the like uh, hormones and stuff wearing off versus you know the I don't know it was just so much physical pain I can't really remember I know and you know it's been a few months now since yeah that two and a half original yeah okay and you know, there's no, as we've talked about on this podcast before, we've talked about grief many, many times. And as we know, you are no stranger to grief and there's no, no timeline. <laughs> there's no, um, you know, right answer, but it might be too soon for you to like, you know, feel this now. But I do hope, you know, you kind of already mentioned this before, but I really do hope that one day you look back at this, at that experience of freezing your eggs with a lot of gratitude mm-hmm. that you did do this on your own and that you did do this for yourself because yeah. we we don't know what's going to happen. You know, we don't know what the future is going to look like. And that's why women have to do this in the first place. Yeah, there's so much more pressure on it. A really unfortunate and just difficult like reality for you to be like faced with this but I do hope that you know at one point you you see a lot of gratitude and that I did this for myself I do so it's been like we just said about two and a half months yeah since you've had you know since we both have finished the retrieval and since you've gone through a lot of life changes that mm-hmm. we have not talked about at all on the podcast do you want to you know catch anyone else up on just how you're doing now um how you're feeling anything else that you know we can hear from d i'm definitely starting to you know find myself again it's one of those things you know it's like day by day right i was not expecting to still be uh, so emotionally even talking about this and like how I'm doing right now. Um, my therapist has been putting in work, but I am, I honestly am doing so much better. I've shown myself a lot of strength and a lot of grace and, you know, just how resilient I am. Some people have questioned that in the past and just ain't the case. I'm just a person that, you know, has to feel everything. I I love boldly. And I'll never be ashamed of that. But I'm very thankful for the girls that I work with. They have really just like rallied around me. Um and I've, you know, been making new friends in Cleveland and it's it's really shown me that there are just how much good there is in my life because of people like you and friends and new friends and thank god for work you know having something to keep yourself busy but i've just been taking a lot of time with my feelings and processing them and you know figuring out my life you think it's going to go one way and it 
you know, you just never know what's going to happen. So, so starting fresh again has been <laughs> very, very difficult, very painful to say the least, but I am doing it and every day does get a little bit better. So I'm very grateful for that. Well, I know I can speak on behalf of a lot of your friends, your coworkers, I'm sure a lot of our listeners here, a lot of your fans that have fallen in love with your grace and strength and kindness in saying that you're so deserving of love. You're so deserving of a person that is a thousand percent sure of you and is willing to do whatever it takes for you. And I know that you are going to find that. And I know you are in it right now, but I know from the depths of my soul that you are going to find that right person. And I'm so, so proud of you as always. You continue to just amaze me with how much strength you have and just rolling with what life continues to throw your way. And I know that we can just expect some really beautiful and great things from you. I love you, Jack. I know I love you too. This this episode took a took a few um, turns, uh, but thank you for giving me the space um, and for being my partner in freezing my eggs. Very, very grateful to Co Fertility um, for taking Jack and I on. Co-fertility really, like, we can't say enough good things about them. Um, just to reiterate, you know, Co-fertility offers two programs. They have their keep program and split program. In the keep program, members keep all of the retrieved eggs, which is what Jack and I did. Um, and the split program allows women to freeze their eggs for free when they donate half of the eggs retrieved to a family that cannot otherwise conceive. So benefits of freezing your eggs with Co-fertility I mean, they're endless, to be honest. Um, they can recommend fertility clinics. They're like nationwide. You get discounted consultations and treatments, storage discounts, one-on-one support, um, financial resources. And they also have like their own online community that you can speak with, um, commiserate with, um, that has like, you know, different tips and tricks like ice packs before injections. There's a pro tip that helps a lot and bring a heating pad with you uh, for <laughs> retrieval. You don't need it like too badly, but you might. It, it's, it just helps. Co-fertility has already supported hundreds of women to help them learn more about their fertility and begin the process of freezing their eggs. They make matches between intended parents and split members every single day. So if that's something that speaks to you, like what a gift. I, I mean, if I were a little wish I was a little bit younger. Um, I would definitely do that, that program, because I think it's just so special what they're doing. I completely agree. And if you are listening to all of this and you are curious to learn more, be sure to head to cofertility.com slash freeze, where you can take their free quiz. All you have to do is answer a few questions to learn about how their egg freezing options work and to see if you qualify for any of their programs. Also, be sure to follow along on Instagram and on TikTok at freeze by co. Their TikToks are so educational, funny, and helpful. We are so grateful that you tune in with us every Friday here at the WOMED. Be sure, as always, again, to follow along with us at the WOMED on Instagram and on TikTok. Every listen 
share, download, comment, rate, review means the absolute world to us. It allows us to keep doing what we're doing, which is bringing really great guests and episodes to your ear holes every Friday. Danny, I love you so much. Thank you for being so vulnerable and for sharing on this episode. Um, I'm sure our community will be so grateful to hear from you. So on that note, WOMED, out. Out.